Welcome to episode five of the podcast. We're back and we've had a new arrangement in the studio again. Five, yeah. <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a brand new arrangement. New studio every week. Yeah. So hopefully we've got some good lighting and uh, we're not looking too pale up on the screen. We also discovered that this studio is located above a... Oh, uh, Tesla, a treasure uh, trove of a te- Teslas. <laughs> treasure trove, yeah. Like like six Teslas. So many Teslas. We're walking past. Yeah, garage door opens up and there is just... A Tesla drives out. <laughs> a Tesla drives <laughs> we out. look in to see the rest of the cars in there are Teslas as well. What felt like thousands of Teslas, but yeah, it was actually like six. Yeah. That was quite cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're already boiling. Episode yeah. five. We're, we're sitting on Teslas right now. Yeah, you wish you were us. <laughs> Yeah. Alrighty. So this today's episode is about aliens and mathematics. So I think we're just going to jump straight into the alien part of it. Mm-hmm. And we'll just start with the Fermi paradox. If there's so much universe out there, so many planets, yeah. where are all the aliens? Yeah. So when we look into the night sky and we see hundreds of stars, what you're, what you're actually seeing is a very dim version of what is actually in the sky. And if you were to, if you were to eliminate the... Um, distance you know that depletes the brightness of the stars and crank up the brightness of the sky it would be white like a sheet of paper with all the stars that are out there so there are billions of stars out in our galaxy tldr a lot of stars a a lot of stars (laughs) yeah (laughs) a heckload of stars and even if only a few of those have earth-like planets or planets that can support life then it's a pretty high probability that um there's intelligent life out there so, so like even if a billionth even if one out of a billion planets mm. around a star I, I assume can support life but yeah, yeah. If it, it, and there's even like we just need it I don't know I really hecked up that analogy that's alright it's, it's a very small chance that life is out there but there is a lot of planets that, yeah. that could support there's, life there's billions of billions of billions of opportunities and even though if it's like a one out of 10 billion chance or exactly, whatever yeah. more. That's all it's it like, takes. Then there should still be thousands or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's and what s- I was trying to get at with that so analogy. The question is, if there's potential for life out there and they have the opportunity to exist over millions or billions of years like we have and evolve and develop intelligence and interstellar travel, um, why haven't we heard from them? Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> yes. I haven't heard, heard a peep. So... It, that brings in the idea that there is maybe something that eliminates them before they have the opportunity to contact other life forms um, and reach other, yeah, just make contact basically. Um, and so it's called the Great Filter. That's the idea that either some sort of natural event elim- wipes out the life form or, or the, they, they have they eliminate themselves. They don't even get to be a life form in the, in the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, the you first filter that... Well, I mean, the first filter is the one we even spoke about, about like a habitable planet. Mm. Like, you know, they got to fall un- un- under those conditions of mm. being near a star, being in the, the Goldilocks zone with liquid water. Yeah. And then like the second one, like, you know, even, oh, sorry, the second one is reproductive molecules like RNA and stuff. So yeah. then there's got to be that um, chemical event that's occurred that's caused, you know, molecules to to reproduce. And then the third one, you know, it's like three deep before we're even at just basic life. Yeah, there's so many obstacles to get around before you get to yeah complex life forms. Yeah, mm. and so is the idea that we've just been able to have we just been lucky enough? Well, I guess we don't know. Is it is it the fact that like? Well, I think we are lucky because part of 
um, sitting on Teslas. Very lucky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, part of the idea of the great filter is, um, yeah, I completely lost what I was going to say. <laughs> That's all right. That is, is the idea that we've got this far, like, or that uh, if if we haven't seen. Yeah. So what I was going to say is. Um, because we haven't seen remnants or we haven't encountered other life forms before, it makes it more likely that we have already passed the filters that are most likely to eliminate us. We've made it through those first three, you know, of establishing life. Yeah. And we because, made it past, we made it up to eight. Yeah, we're 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 hecking through the through the process of the filter. Which because if we were to see other life forms out there in the universe, it would mean that we probably haven't encountered the we have a filter, filter yeah. ahead of us. Yeah. So if we were to find like um, single celled life mm-hmm. out on like you know in the in the waters of Europa mm. or whatever, we would be like, oh no, that's not good. You know. Well, at first we'd be like, oh, that's cool, uh, nice. Like, <laughs> there's life out there, and then we'd be like, oh. Uh-oh. What, yeah. what does that mean for us yeah. in our um, existence? And then if we saw a civiliz- the ruins of a civilization like ours, then would would really be... Hecked. It would be hecked I mean, with a it, capital H. It's probably going to be like millions or billions of years potentially before we encounter a filter, but it just means that it's there. Yeah. Potentially. It's quite it's quite hectic to think about. So what would the filters be on a... On a, on a cosmic scale? Just... On a yeah, or you mean like, like what, what? What is a fil- like? Yeah, like what kind of filter could we? I mean, encounter? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. At, at our current stage, what yeah. what would be our filter? What would start? What would be the filter that sure. caused the civilization? Well, it could to- be like a huge natural disaster. It could like even something like a comet striking Earth. It could be like a virus that but goes the, across Earth. But yeah. like a, a comet or a meteorite or whatever. Yeah, whichever one hits the Earth. Yeah, if they. That has happened to us before, you know. It has, yeah. uh, Wiped out the dinosaurs, but mm. was that a great filter or was that just a setback in well, I think it was our a, evolutionary journey? It was It was a filter that filtered out some life, yeah, but it wasn't completely successful in eliminating all life. But if we had a real big, big daddy <laughs> meteor come and strike Earth, yeah, then it could be GG, yeah. Um, other G- <laughs> GG well played <laughs> <laughs> game over yeah it's like some sort of mega mind space civilization is literally just playing a game where Earth are just sims running around yeah I mean back to the whole simulation theory mm. doesn't yeah. the sims have events that happen I like alien and really play- oh yeah, no, yeah it's it got like I UFO never played the sims but it does have a earthquakes and stuff like that that happen yeah, yeah. that could be us and in, in the video game other filters could be viruses like COVID could have been a filter that just wipes us out mm. um, could Trump be like, could have been a filter Trump could have been a filter like nuclear war piss off Kim Jong-un and exactly I mean yeah you know yeah exactly a nuclear war mm-hmm. yeah so humans have the potential to filter themselves which is global warming a bit of a scary thought as well that would be a warming. massive one yeah for sure roast the earth mm. so Humans have this tendency, right, to like colonize stuff. What was the word? Colonize, um, uh, colonization explosion. Is that um, colon- colonizationists? Is that the word? Where it's like we have this habit of just expanding just, yeah. and dominating everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what we've done with Earth is like we've spread out and built towns and cities, 
And now we're looking to branch out to other planets. Mm. And could we just keep going with that and colonize the whole solar system? Yeah. Start with our, yeah, yeah. We'll start with our solar system. Yeah. Know, Mars, yeah. and then like venture outside our solar system mm. into our branch of the Milky Way. And like we'll just the keep evolving way. our technology and ability until we've just colonized everything. Could we colonize the whole universe? I don't know. Physical challenge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Next week on the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna colonizing the universe. I'm gonna tweet Elon and pitch it to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd be all, all amongst it. Yeah. I'm sure he'd love to colonize. Oh, he's the universe. definitely thought about it. He's definitely there's definitely been like a four AM shower thought for him. He's been like, hmm, how can I colonize the whole universe? <laughs> yeah. He's colonized the basement below us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he started there in the basement. Start with like, how would you colonize? What would your strategy for universal colonization be? Yeah, so I think um would have to build some sort of really advanced space stations. Yeah. Yeah. And then from the space stations, they can act as like a hub where you can then go out and collect resources and energy yeah. from neighboring planets and stars. Like a Dyson cluster mm. and collect all the energy from the from our sun. Yeah, exactly. Would we go sun by sun? Yeah. Picking up, picking up energy, then picking up resources. Yeah. And it, it would be like an exponential growth um, as you colonize more stars and collect more resources and it goes bigger and bigger. You could also like develop bots that can mine yeah drones yeah yeah drones there's a really good book that i just finished recently called the bobiverse the bobiverse the bobiverse yep and so just a really tldr um a guy wakes up and he's inside of his consciousness is inside of a computer and he's a subject of a test um and like his subject number like five thousand you know of these tests where they've tried to put consciousness into machines and he's like a successful one the first successful um, one he was the first successful one wow and so what happens is his consciousness his computer is um, going to be used for a space ex exploration mission where um he gets his computer gets uploaded into like a satellite and gets sent out but and do they just copy like his well what happens is he's able to replicate spoilers <laughs> yeah he replicates himself into um new people new computers yeah. so they have their own personality and characteristics but when when he replicates himself mm. does i think we've actually spoken about something like this mm. before um is it the same personality up until that point of divergence it is or does it branch and then yes. they develop and uh, so this is something that develops really i think there's three books um, it develops later on in the series where they get divergence of personalities and then there's conflict because of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's essentially like a backup that he takes and then the backup gets a new name and then that goes off and becomes its own person. So it's got all of his memories and understanding and knowledge. What's his um, name, Bob? Bob. Start, the Bob. first one is Bob, yeah. This is the backup's name, Bob Final. <laughs> Bob, Bob Final Final. Bob Final Final 2. <laughs> yeah, version 1. Yeah, yeah. So, really cool book. But, yeah, what he does is goes out and colonizes the whole, I think, solar system. Like, they're going out and exploring lots of... Oh, he goes beyond the solar system, actually. But is he still doing that for his creators? Or is he doing that because he's like, heck, you guys, I'm a computer um, now, I can copy it, my... It basically system. just becomes his own adventure because he is self... Um, he can look after himself, repair expand he can learn like super fast built develops new technology new methods of communication to to do long distance comms over between um stars just creates it 
just yeah. to talk to his he, other he selves. He develops it, yeah. Oh, that um, sounds crazy. And, like, he has meetings with himself in VR. So, he creates, like, a virtual world that they can meet inside of to keep themselves sane. The Bubbaverse, um, science fiction book series written by Dennis E. Taylor. Mm. We are Legion. We are Bob. Book two, We Are Many. And book three, All These Worlds. Yeah. Highly recommend it. It's a really fun book. And yeah. super nerdy, you know, it goes into detail about like all the tech and they talk about um, the Dyson spheres and stuff like that. Um, yeah, really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Also going to start the podcast timer now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How far in are we? <laughs> I think it'll say on OBS. We were 17 minutes. Ah. Yeah. Surely we're not 17 minutes already. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get a parking fine. But it is oh, what on it the is. street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, we can, we'll wrap it before then. That's fine. We'll see how we go. We're only on point two. We do our time, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else we got down here? So, exponential growth to the destruction of a civilization. Mm. I guess, like that's that's quite similar to the great filter yeah. filter stuff we were speaking of before. But I guess, like the exponential growth part is that like is overpopulation. You know, how 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 is that going to tie in? Not overpopulation, sorry, but like an, a, a growing population. Mm. How does that tie into uh, you know, heading towards a great filter. filter. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, like, as our technology and civilization grows, our capacity for destruction also grows. Mm. And because when life first started on Earth, like, if you th- if you look back, like, ten thousand years, um, it would be impossible. That's not when life started. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Just like we'll go back ten thousand years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Pretty sure the light. Pretty sure I started twenty two thousand. Yeah, twenty two thousand years. Yeah. Um, if you look back then, like a single life form, a single organism wasn't didn't have the capacity to wipe out all of life on Earth. But then you skip forward ten thousand years to present day, and now we do have the capacity to a eliminate a single organism. One person. Oh, like a life form, as in like uh, humans, a species. Yeah, a species. Do you think just on that point? Do you think a single human? Has the capacity. Potentially could. Well, I think like Kim Jong-un like has the capacity as a single person because he's commanding a group. But would that also be, this is such a tangent, but it's like if his actions were to start a war with the US or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't have the capacity to say right now, wipe out the whole earth. But if, you know, like uh, butterfly effect or domino effect or whatever, Mm -hmm. that him starting that war eventually caused the whole world to over like 10 or 20 years or something yeah yeah suffer but it's also other people's responses yeah yeah does that mean a single organism has caused the whole destruction of the world or does Um, that mean uh, indirectly yeah definitely a whole species i i i think he does have the capacity and i think the president of america and all all of the um commanders of the superpowers yeah, yeah world leaders have the capacity to just pretty much hit a button and say let's fuck it up Let's let's hack it up. <laughs> yeah, I'll, have to, I'll beep that out. <laughs> let's hack it up. I think they do. Yeah, uh, I think they downplay a little bit how much um, power they actually have because I know America has nukes are all around the world. Isn't it like a crazy number? Something it's like, like, and there are the the most insane thing is that there are missing nukes. Yeah, there, how do you just lose? There's like 50 nukes or something that are missing, and they have no idea where they went. <laughs> how, do you just, how do you lose a nuke? So the first response on Google that the US has 5,800 nuclear warheads. 
Yeah, and it's and I wonder how powerful each one is. You know, like could, is one enough to take out a city or a whole country? So there's six nuclear weapons that are missing. Yeah. Oh, okay. One, that's what I mean. But still a concerning amount. But if you also did the radius of like, okay, take that, what was the number? 5,800. 5, take the ra- the average radius of how much damage mm. that could kill. Let's just say like the immediate radius of anything in that um, radius is going to die. Yeah. And then you take the, you know, the surface area of the earth. Yeah. And you multiply, so you multiply the average radius by that 5,800. Yeah. Is that more than the surface of the Earth? Could they... And plus any fallout, like um, the yeah, ecological even, fallout. And yeah, not even the big. But just the immediate effect. Yeah. Winter and not even... It will do a heck load of damage. Oh. So like I would say humans have the capacity right now to eliminate the whole planet. Just, just destroy. But could it just... Would it just destroy the Earth or just destroy humans? It would just... I think it would just destroy the surface and it would make it uninhabitable and it would cause like... Um, forests and farms and all of natural life to die and then after a couple of weeks all of the animals would start dying and then humans yeah hectic oh happy monday morning yeah (laughs) happy monday everybody (laughs) hope you had your coffee (laughs) (laughs) heavy topic okay um so maybe we shouldn't put that point about destruction of civilization but let's just jump back to the mathematics side of this podcast Mm -hmm. so yeah, so the title was Aliens. The title is Aliens and Mathematics. Mm-hmm. And um, this this third point that I have here, would aliens invent the same math as us? Yeah. So it's the question is like, is mathematics a universal language of the universe? But uh, yeah, yeah. Like is it universal? invented or discovered though? Like if it's a universal language, then it must be discovered. Yeah. Well, maybe there's more than one way to interpret the universe and measure things and in mathematics is just our understanding of mathematics is just one way of interpreting it and describing it um i think if there was other life forms out there that are capable of interstellar travel i feel like they would n- know about maths or yeah. or could they just get away get away without it and <laughs> have something completely different no, I could, no way. I can't how even, do you build a rocket without maths i can't even comprehend like how you would do anything without maths yeah exactly so i think it's even counting you know just well not like how do you measure if you look at like the atom because yeah. the atom is something that we can use universally maybe they just use atoms as like the standard unit of measurement they, they just talk about like like numbers are like or one plank like lengths or something yeah like that. yeah and it's just they use those as measurements and numbers and they have a they have a numbering system that is based on atoms. So it's still math. It's still counting, you know. Shit. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get away from it. Beep, beep, beep. Well yeah. okay, I think it's universal, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd say I'd say math is definitely universal. But it's also it's it's the um the the intricate the sorry, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The inherent like nature of it. It's like the math you know, when you say math and you think about like the addition symbol and the multiplication symbol and mm. numbers and stuff floating around, mm. like all of that is human. Yeah. There's nothing like, fun- was fundamental, that's probably the word I'm looking for. There's nothing fundamental about those ones, even though you'd say like, you know, addition is fundamental mathematics. Well, yeah. So you could say like our version of mathematics, like isn't it like Arabic? Numerals. Numerals yeah. and yeah. So that... Well, that's just, you know, you're one, one to nine. It could be like a dialect, 
you know, whereas maths is is language, and then we have like English, Japanese, French, German. Um, like our version of maths is just one language within a whole branch yeah. of communicating mathematics, or yeah, of communicating mathematics. Yeah, so like in a different um, solar system, the concept of having two bricks, you know, putting them together, and you've got yeah. two of them as a group, they would have a different way of explaining it and notating it. Maybe, but like, it's still the same concept. I guess, like we use you know, text to to notate or represent or communicate our mathematics. Mm, yeah. Maybe they could completely use sounds or like harmonics or like different octaves and yeah, stuff like yeah. that as their means of communicating mathematics. Have you seen Arrival? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> where really they cool. have the little circles and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah. And yeah. then through their different interpretation of language, they get this whole new understanding of the whole existence. Isn't that? It's pretty wild. Aren't they like... Can't they like control time? Yeah, actually, because it's it's kind of I can't remember exactly, but I remember it being like um, consciousness and awareness, and through changing the way you interpret language, it changed their interpretation of space and time, yeah. which allowed them to, to time travel. Yeah, and and when that wow. when the main character learns, oh spoilers. If you haven't watched it, skip this part. <sighs> when the main character learns their language, she starts having the flashbacks. But they're, flash forward. But they're actually flash forwards, yeah. Or like... Oh, spoilers. <laughs> I think it's forward and backwards through time. And it, and it well, actually... The whole thing is like the circles is that the time isn't linear. It's cyclic. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she's able to manipulate the future through her interpretation of... Or I think she can see the future and then change the course changes the course okay yeah or something i don't yeah. know maybe we should watch it put yeah. a link in the yeah that was yeah. a good one i think i watched that one twice that was that was one of those netflix discoveries that's um you didn't expect it to be that good and then it was actually heaps good yeah yeah i love those ones uh, they're, yeah they're my favorite completely yeah mm-hmm. but yeah so i think another thing about like would aliens invent the same math or would aliens use the same math no they uh, wouldn't yeah. but they would have the same like as as soon as like if you think about like calculus or something like something that you know if they've got rocket ships to come here they're going to understand acceleration and mm. you know position and displacement and all that stuff mm. and you yep. know taking derivatives all that fun calculus stuff but they would just have completely different representations of it mm. but as soon as we would be able to create that communication layer mm. between how we represent derivatives and how they do it, then we would realize that we know exactly the same stuff or that we know the same fundamentals and then they could maybe be able to show us things that we don't even know. Or they could even show us, this I guess is similar to like Arrival, is they could show us a better way of representing it Mm. that makes it a lot more intuitive. And it could lead to new discoveries and new understanding. And it could work both ways as well. It's like the way we um, do things with maths could have led you know through different avenues and discoveries and their the way they do things has a whole different set and when we bring them two together it's like we unlock the whole key to the universe we unlock yeah damn we unlock the meaning of life i think i i think another another thing that i think of (laughs) (laughs) um very eloquent (laughs) so you see these like memes on facebook and it's like can you so are you smarter than a I actually think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Obviously it's a point that really triggers me. Mm. But it's like, um, are you smarter than a seven year old? Can you solve this? And then it's like, um 
it's like an equation, mm. but it's very ambiguous how you would interpret it based on like the brackets. Oh uh, yeah, and the, like the order of operation. Yeah, and stuff like that. And I always see people in the comments that go on about, it's like, oh, you know, order of operations is this, it's basic mathematics. Yeah. But it always shows me because it's not basic mathematics, it's notation. It's how we chose yeah, to yeah. Just, how we chose to convey an equation. Yep. It's like if we use a different um, notation, like yeah. uh, I think it's called reverse Polish notation, mm. and that's kind of like do I, have, I swear I spoke about this on the podcast before. No, no I don't think I've. You don't Maybe I was ranting this. about to this, ranting about this on the weekend to someone. Sounds like something I'd do. It's a good party discussion. Yeah. So let me tell you what Reverse. makes me angry about <laughs> math on the internet. <laughs> And Instagram comments about yeah <laughs> about order operation. I get so I I never comment on Instagram. I never interact with anything on social media. But mm. the only time I do, it's telling someone how their explanation of some math concept is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Or or explaining it in a positive way, trying mm. to help someone. Yeah. Anyway, so with the reverse Polish notation, mm. it's kind of like you have a stack and you're just pushing numbers onto this stack, and then you push an operate you push an operation onto the stack that pops the last two numbers applies the operation and then pushes the result back onto the stack. Mm -hmm. So it's completely ambiguous how you would read it left to right. So if you had like... So it's just a set of rules to to interpret an equation, right? Yeah. So if you, instead of saying like um, what we use of like infix notation, like in the middle of one plus two, you would say in reverse Polish notation, one, two plus, and it says, okay, I put one onto the stack. I put two onto the stack. And then you add I them. see a plus. I pop those two. I add them together and I push three. So, what's the benefit the of the reverse Polish notation? Well, I guess like the benefit is that you don't have that ambiguity that you have with, um, I don't even know what we call our current um, notation, like infix mass or whatever. Oh, it's probably got yeah. a better name, but. But yeah. I mean, it's obviously a lot, you know, you can imagine how cumbersome that would get with. Like a bigger equation. Like Which one? Our reverse Polish. Our reverse Polish. Okay. So it's a lot easier for us to use this infix notation. But now what we've had to do is create order of operations. Yeah. So that we actually know what we mean when we write it down. Right. Yeah. I mean, I always encourage just use brackets as like as much as you can. Yeah. Anything that could be misinterpreted, if you just use brackets, yeah. you're not going to have that issue. So, I guess g- getting back to my point, annoying when people <laughs> say it's. Uh, the thing that annoys me when they say no but when they say like it's a fundamental like idea of mathematics it's like it's not fundamental it's not an intrinsic property of math or counting or algebra or arithmetic it's just what a group of people decided to teach at school and it has become standard for majority of people but it doesn't make it inherently natural for math it's a mechanism of communication not a mechanism of mathematics yeah mathematics a math a math a math a math a magician a math a magician yeah yeah um so when it comes to aliens they might come come to earth and we finally explain we finally figure out how to communicate our math concepts to them and they'd be like why do you do it like that it's so ambiguous yeah like, yeah yeah when you make mistakes do you ever make mistakes in school because like i guess the order of operation isn't too hard to remember mm. but it's like there's still times where a question could be completely interpreted ambiguous. differently yeah yeah, by yeah, two different yeah. People. and it's like you can't say that one's wrong because well, you could say it's wrong based on what we've been taught. Yeah. Yeah. But what you're saying is that it, like maths goes beyond what we've been taught just in general. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying like I- intrinsically to what math is. It's yeah. Not, 
It's yeah, not right. it's like language. You know, we've got different grammatical rules between dialects yeah. and it's exactly languages. Like that. yeah. yeah, that's my point. It's yeah, not yeah. math, it's language. Yeah, yeah. And so um, in the same way that you can translate or interpret sentences differently, um, you can do exactly the same thing with, ma- with maths. Yeah, it's like... Um, um, I I hear a cat, and it's like you hear a cat with your ears, or is there a cat here? Like that's not a great example. No, but the best ones. Um, let's say it's like. Uh, I know I know what it is. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we need the Neuralink. Yeah. If oh Neuralink, yeah. Come eat. Come eat, grandma. Dinner's ready. Or come eat. I guess come eat grandma dinner's ready yeah or come eat grandma dinner's ready I guess there's a punctuation one but I well, mean that's, that's the it's thing. exactly the same thing yeah so it's a set of rules for interpreting a sentence and it's like are you eating your grandma or are you inviting grandma to come and eat because dinner's ready yeah Where? so this is like a, a, a here we go let's eat grandma first let's eat grandma yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's weird reading that because you automatically process and as I read the second one I'm like well, I don't know you don't, don't eat grandma. Eat yeah, grandma yeah yeah so that's Terrible. based on what you've learned you know but both are equally valid that's exactly what you're saying with the maths <laughs> I love cooking my dogs and my family <laughs> wait what's the normal one? Oh, I love cooking my dogs and my family yeah love those things love all those things I love cooking my dogs yeah, comma, so, and my family. So, long story short, aliens are going to rock up and be like, "Why are you, uh, bruh? <laughs> why are you doing maths this day? What, what yeah. like the equivalent of why are you eating grandmas?" Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But maybe in their culture, they do eat their grandmas. We don't know. Yeah, maybe it's respectful to eat your grandma. Yeah, and they'd be like, "You don't eat your grandma." Yeah, how rude! Where's your respect? So rude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's a little meme meme review. We'll chuck it up on the screen. Yeah. So, this little alien man, there are 10, lo- 10 rocks. Astronaut says, oh, you must be using base 4. See, I use base 10. He says, no, I use base 10. What is base 4? So, I guess one one like little nuance about this meme is that you wouldn't be saying I use base 10. You'd be saying the alien... So, okay, we would be saying I use base 10, but really we should be saying I use base 1-0. And then the alien's going to say, no, I use base 1-0. What is base 4? So the thing is, like, you see how the aliens got four fingers here. Yeah. Like, they've just been like, okay, we'll do, like, our first, like, place value is just four numbers. And then our next place value, like, would be their 10. I feel like... Dude, I have... This is such an advanced meme. I have no idea what it means. I'm not doing a good job to explain it. But I think... So the joke of... Oh, sorry. Anna at the bottom says, every base is base 10 or every base is base one zero because it's like once they get to once they have their units their single units yeah like that becomes only, a standard unit well it, it's like the unit 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 I, i'm not i don't think i'm qualified to explain i get the meme isn't isn't base 10 it. called base 10 because it's it's made up of 10 digits yeah. right it's yeah, 10 yeah, yeah, individual yeah. digits and that's what i'm saying like the aliens got four fingers but, but why does he, he would call still, it base 10? Well, he would call it base 1-0 because, like, he would go, like... So, things, we do base 10 because of our fingers, yeah. assu- I assume. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the, yeah. the understanding. Yeah. And we could do base 12 or we could do base 8 or, yeah. like, a computer do base 2. Yeah. Or anything like that. And if you think about how you represent the number 2 on a computer, yeah. 
it's one zero. Right? Oh yeah. So it's it's base one zero. So it's like whatever the the base is like to re- if but that's just but base, it's it's only one zero because that's the binary representation of number two. But if you have base four, yeah, the number four is one zero as well. Ah, oh, so okay, so base ten is just the standardized. It's just the human. That's just the one we picked because we had ten fingers, right? That's I, that's an advanced. I feel like math we're move. very close to the to a succinct explanation, but we're not there. <laughs> so, if anyone can explain it in a single tweet, please do. Yeah, what I actually it? saw this on a tweet. So, if I at all sorts TV, yeah, <laughs> I'll try and find the tweet as well, and I'll retweet it onto all Maybe. sorts TV. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the reason why I'm bringing this one up is that. The base 10 or base 10 that we picked is because of our fingers. So, you know, if these aliens had four fingers, then mm-hmm. they're going to... They're still base I 10. I just said this. I don't get how I tie this back to my point. But, yeah, I guess, like, part of our number system or, like, how we represent numbers is so tightly coupled to, like, you know, our human experience yeah. of having 10 fingers. So... Would aliens operate in base 10 as well? They would just operate oh, in, in one zero. They would either pick something like that's easier to use, like, I don't know, base 12 or something that's got more more factors. Base plank length. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't I don't very, know how that works. Wouldn't be very practical. <laughs> yeah. It'd be way too small. Yeah. Um. So the answer is yes, aliens would use base 10 potentially. As well? Well, everyone uses, like, that's the meme. Everyone uses base one zero. Okay. But it's just, is it 10 because we have 10 fingers or is it four? I keep forgetting my point <laughs> when it becomes my, my time to speak. <laughs> I, have, I have something re- really relevant yeah. to this one. You need to get onto Joe Rogan's um, mental enhancer, cognitive enhancer. What's this? I won't name the brand, but he's got his own like nootropic product that he sells. Oh wow! Yeah, we need. It's a got like all sorts of tea extracts and stuff like that to help get you going. Yeah, help. Have you ever tried those? Have you tried I, a nootropic? I remember my point. All right, let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I will go, 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 go. It again. So it's so easy for us to multiply by ten because we have become accustomed to that being our base. Like you know, when you multiply five by ten, you literally just move the place value over. Yeah. By 10. So an alien could probably, like, if they use base 16, like hexadecimal aliens or whatever, it would be so easy for them to just multiply like 16 times 42 in the head because they literally just have to move over the the 42 over. Like, you know, it seems hard that to do 16 times 42. Yeah. And you'd be like, how's that going to be easy for an alien? It's still some random number. But to them, it's just one followed by however many zeros. But... Isn't it still the same mathematical equation, regardless of which base you're operating in? It is, but I mean, it's it's so easy for them because that's their natural. Like they just think naturally like that. Is that what you're saying? Wait, I think I messed it up. So, if you think about like sixteen, like base ten is convenient because you're just moving the place value, like you say. But so, oh, meta. 
So like to, to represent 16 in hexadecimal, it's just 0x10. You know, it's like the, the base, yeah. 10, yeah. back to the meme. And it's like they're trying to multi- multiply it by 42. They, all they have to do is just move the zero over the same way if we were just timing ah, 42 by 10. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The same, like, it's the same numbers, but it's a different base. So in hexadecimal, 10 times 42, 0x10 or 10 times 0x42 is 0x420. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's so easy to do that because they just have to move the place value because that's the base they selected. Yeah. And even though the number is like... 1056 yeah which it seems like not as easy for us to calculate as like 10 times 42 being like 420 yeah they could get to that value as quickly as we can get to the value 420 but then it would be hard for them to figure out what number they multiply 42 by yeah yeah to get to 420 because they're accustomed to a different base. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Like, very interesting. We need Grant Sanderson or one of the, we need the big math, math YouTubers, yeah, to to come in and yeah. simplify it for us. I tweet them, but they never reply. So just you keep know, trying. Maybe when we're bigger, you just need to get one response. That's all we need. That's all. That's it. Just like the one in ten million billion life forms and yeah. planets. We need just one tweet to catch on. That's when the the x equals one on our exponential growth chart, and it's just rocket ship from there. Yeah. Do we have any other points that we wanted to cover? Um, yes, but I think we'll save it. I, okay. I think we'll come back. Maybe we'll do a bit bit more of a math deep dive yeah. when I'm a bit better at explaining my math topic. Mm-hmm. We could do a part two. No, I don't reckon we'll do a part two. Like, I reckon we'll wrap this one up, mm-hmm. but I reckon we'll do in the future. I mean, there's so other, many topics. I mean, you can do other math topics. To. Yeah. Yeah, for there's, sure. There's this area of mathematics that I really like called lambda calculus. Mm-hmm. And it's like a completely different way to represent, not, well, like every, you know, a function from programming, yeah. every value is essentially a function. Like there's not values, there's just functions. Yeah. And everything can be conveyed as a function. Mm-hmm. Like even the number one is just the ne- is just the successor function of the zero function. Correct, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, that's crazy. Like it's such a... And it's actually like, you know, it's from cool. the calculus and all this, this all goes into like Haskell and functional programming and all that like super awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. That'll be yeah. some nice juicy topics. Lambda calculus and functional programming. The I would love to talk about that in the One future. is a function because it's a result of the simulation. What? One, Wait, what? One? This is just a random like, brain fart. One is a function because it's the result of the simulation. So the simulation has had to do some sort of processing yeah. to represent number one yeah. in the universe, in the world. So that's why it's a function. It's, it's, been, rep- it's been processed through uh, a function to be represented. Meta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I get what you're saying. We'll definitely explore that. I think sounds like a result instead of a... But you're saying... One's a fun. Oh, oh, oh! What do you got? I need to develop a theory, but I, I, cool. got, I got a theory. You got a theory? We'll do crack epi- in the simulation. Maybe episode call, six, crack in the simulation. Maybe we should just call the podcast "Crack in the Simulation." Yeah, because like, what about main top? We always talk about simulation. Mm-hmm. Always talk about evolution. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty convinced that we're inside a simulation. Oh, completely. Well, we actually discovered that Dougie is the main character. I'm the everybody. Everyone else I'm is the, the NPC. I'm the main, the main character. character. Yeah, I'm the protagonist of the simulation. 
So you get to interact with Dougie through viewing the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. Nice get, to meet um, you. First degree to the <laughs> the pro tag. Yeah. Cool. Well, Alrighty. I think we'll wrap up episode five. Um, this has been a pretty fun discussion. I do like I do like the aliens and maths. I think we'll come back to both of those at some point. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate all of you. I know we've got um, Hannah's probably our number one fan right now. She's uh, she hasn't watched MVP. the last episode. She's been watching some crime podcast. Oh. All right, she's cut. We're yeah, blocking a subscription. Might, she might feature on that said crime podcast. <laughs> Does she? No, no, no. It's a really bad joke. Oh. And we might actually want to edit that one out, you know. Shit. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you guys in uh, the next episode. I think we're still yet to get a tweet at All Sorts TV on Twitter. Or a follower. Hit us up and uh, we'll get back to you because we love you a long time. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. See you later.